hey, there's a chance we'll be using our grown-up language in this episode. So if you have little kids around, you might want headphones. You might also want a stiff drink. Hey, I'm not judging. Please parent responsibly. This is Lisa. And this is Adam. And welcome to Designated Parent. Uh, where we're going to look at some kids programming through the lens of adult beverages. Cheers. Cheers. Fancy tonight. A little bit. A little bit. We are drinking champagne in champagne flutes. One, I love glassware. And... I have so many champagne flutes. And all of our Wonder Woman tumblers were dirty. Were dirty. So might as well use those. <laughs> But you do have a lot of champagne, and I, I say do. you. <laughs> Not us. It is definitely a me thing. Yeah. I mean, you never you know. The, you will when... get all of the champagne flutes in the divorce. It'll uh, be fun. Yeah, you never know when you never have really. to pour champagne for like 30 people. I do. Just in it's case. never. If it was up to me, I would never have an event where I was pouring champagne for 30 people. However, this has happened multiple times in your life, and I have been there. Right. So. Right, so it's a thing I do. Currently, like, 12 of my champagne flutes are currently living at a friend's house who hosts book club. Yeah. So, like, my book club champagne flutes are out on, like, permanent loan. I feel that's okay. Right. Uh, we still have, I still, I think we still have somewhere in excess of 30 of them. I think we had, like, 45. I think I at don't one know. point we had 48, but, yeah, champagne flutes. So I, I do buy very cheap champagne flutes, so when they break, I do not care. Right, and so... Um, We've had a few go over the years, but we have just a ridiculous number of champagne flutes, um, which traces itself back to that year, 2007. 2007. We, we <laughs> threw a James Bond-themed casino New Year's party. Was that our first crazy New Year's party? I think, I mean, 2006, I think, was like our first New Year's party that was prom-themed. Oh, Yes. Was prom themed, and then we had two thousand seven was like off the rails. It was James Bond themed. It was James Bond two double oh seven themed, and it was actually pretty good. It was great. A lot of fun. Like it was so much fun. <laughs> and uh, but we had I think like thirty some odd people. Like I think like thirty eight people in our teeny tiny in apartment, seven hundred foot square foot apartment. And it, it felt was, it felt very hopping, like very cozy. If you are in realtor speak. <laughs> Was, like, oh, this is like a hit place to be. I can't find yeah, a place to Yeah, now we have sit. like 60 people in our house and people are like, oh, there's like nobody here. It's and you're like, fine. fine. No, because we live in a mansion. No, we don't. Um, we just live in one big room. Yes. That's really what it is at this point. But anyway, so uh, we are fancy because we are celebrating 15 years. I mean, also, I just have champagne in my house literally all the time. And we had leftover brownies and I was like, what goes great with brownies? Champagne. Obviously. And but. Adam was like, we have champagne. And I was like, yeah. But I'm going with the celebratory <laughs> thing. I like celebratory drinking as opposed to just whatever paired with brownies. We're coming up on our 15th anniversary. We are. Week, Congratulations. So we've made it 15 years longer than all of J-Lo and Britney Spears' marriages combined. combined. So yes. that's an achievement unlocked. Is it? I don't know. I mean, sure it is. I don't even know what 15 is. All, all relationships take work. Yeah. Is it like the, um, like... Oh, I don't know. I stopped paying attention after like 
the first year as paper, I was like, all oh, this is bullshit. That is bullshit. <laughs> Nobody wants any of this stuff. No. So I'm going to say the 15th anniversary is champagne. So mm. the champagne anniversary, here we go. Congratulations. Congratulations. I still love you. Thanks. So how was your week? Um, my week was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so last time we recorded, uh, I was getting ready to go out to Boy Scout camp as a 38-year-old male. Right, who had never been to Boy Scout camp before. No, never. Because you were never in Scouts. Never in Scouts. I mean, I've been to summer camps. I've worked on summer camp staff. I've been on as a counselor, as program staff. I've been all over the place. But um, I'd never actually just attended a Boy Scout camp. Mm-hmm. And so we went out there this year. We went to Camp Falling Rock in outside of Columbus, mm-hmm. Ohio. Um, it was adequate. Um, the, the facilities are awesome. The guys are awesome. The, the scouts that run the stuff are freaking awesome. The dads I was with was fantastic. Right. And these are dads that you have been with now for like two years three or years, so. Like almost three years. Almost three. Coming up on three, I guess. Yeah. And so we know each other. We kind of joke around. We get each other's sense of humor. Like mm-hmm. we, we're past the spot where you're like trying not to offend people and you're just like, oh, you know, I'm going to say that You know that where thing. everybody's buttons are. Yeah. I'm going to just go. I know you guys are, are not offended easily as long as we are at least 15 feet from our children when I make the comment. Right. That right. is, it is hilarious. Like when you're surrounded by kids, they're funny and they're good. And then like when there's a little bit of distance, there's like. A completely different sense of humor that's allowed to come out, uh, as you can imagine, because you know, kids, right? Children. So that's that was fun. We had a lot of fun there. I, you guys had great weather. Oh my gosh! Like the week before, it was so hot. The highs were in the upper nineties, right? And it was like no chance of rain, and the sun was like staring down the back of your skull. And we did, we did have part of our pack that went camping that week. Yeah, they said and... they just kind of, you know, the afternoon activities they just canceled everything and just had pool time or lake time and just mm-hmm. or like movies in the dining hall where there was the one building air conditioned on right. camp because like, it was it was just a lot. You just couldn't do anything. Yeah, I was talking to one of the leaders, and he was like, "It was like." being at a frat party because all you did was like drink <laughs> yep. and he just yelled and all your kids drink water the whole time he's like you start <laughs> you ma- made up drinking games yeah but where everybody drank water yeah he's like you come back with some of the drinking games you're like every time someone says like you drink every time someone makes a Fortnite reference drink <laughs> and he's like so you start coming up with these drinking games with the kids and then it just became a thing it's like they're gonna have flashbacks in college and realize what where they're but nobody passed out but so nobody, i'm a yeah, winner nobody passed out that's all you need out of life so that's what they did so good on them but yeah you guys looked out with great weather oh the highs like, were superb so like the highs were in the low 80s mm-hmm. uh it was and it got cool enough overnight it was like 50s uh, yeah, was, overnight it, no not quite 50s it was like low 60s low overnight, 60s okay which is perfect yeah that's fantastic you don't get too cold but yeah it's cool enough to um we had rain one day when we were hiking we we were about 200 yards from this picnic shelter we had to get to and we're going to go creaking where we just got down a creek and looked for uh crawdads and guppies and fish and plant life and bugs and stuff which by the way the boys love that part we were about 200 yards from the picnic shelter before we were going to get in the creek 
and it started just pouring the rain down. So we just kind of hustled a bit. We got there. We were a little wet, but all the boys were wearing stuff that was fine to get wet. Yeah, I mean, they were, were going to hike in a creek. Yeah, we knew what we were doing, so they were all, you know, water-compatible clothing. So we sat there for a few minutes and just let it pour the rain down around us while we had a little bit of a, a conversation about the kind of stuff you see in a creek and how you know if a creek's healthy and what kind of Wetland ecologies habitat. out there. Uh, it's really specifically creeks, not necessarily wetlands, because it's more like a swamp. Like, this is a fresh, flowing stream. You can see all the way to the bottom. It's about two feet deep. Mm-hmm. And you can see all the details and all the critters in there. It was a beautiful little creek. Um, and so we had a little talk, and it ended, and we went out and looked into the water. And, you know, our eldest kind of caught helped. They did a scissor move with the nets they had. They had two nets. And they did a scissor move to catch a crawfish, and it ended up in the other guy's net. But, mm-hmm. like, obviously... Group effort. Obviously, group effort. He felt good about that, and so they were able to bring that up, and we were able to talk about crawfish. And it was a good-looking crawfish. It made me hungry. Um, <laughs> which, you know, it was cool. But, like, it was just an awesome week. The, the staff was great. Our eldest was able to really do a couple of cool activities. Um, there were seven kids from our troop there mm-hmm. and they get along great they're awesome kids all of them are really good uh, as pointed out by multiple parents of many cases they behave so great for other people's yes parents. for other people's parents and so the fact that like i could look at one of those kids and be like i need you to go take a shower and he'd be like okay and he'd go meanwhile another dad's looking at my kid saying i need you to take a shower and he's like okay and he goes but if I told my kid to take a shower, it would be like a 10-minute conversation. So much mouthiness, yeah. And we were all just like, okay, that's fantastic, so, great. yeah, everybody else tell my kid to do stuff. And so we just kind of worked it out, and we kind of just, it was, you know, really good. There are a couple little kind of dramatic moments and just moments where you're like, all right, everybody's tired. Um, well, I mean, as the week wears on, like, of course they're tired. Yeah, they were just exhausted. Coming home, it was obvious, and so we took naps yesterday, and I think he slept for two hours yesterday, and then, like, another two-hour nap today. It's, but, you know, it's great. We had a lot of fun. I got to do archery, uh, only a minor injury, because my elbow got in the way of the bowstring. Right. <laughs> got to watch that. Uh, they still let me do BB guns, though, and I did awesome. I got 10 BBs. Although all those times fighting uh, zombie video game stuff Mm -hmm. really paid off. Really paid off. I got 10 BBs. I put 7 in the 10 ring and 3 in the 9. So that's a total score of 97. That's freaking awesome. Better than like real outdoorsmen who like shoot things that they eat. Yep. I was like, (laughs) it was legit this moment where everybody's like, Adam, are you holding out on us? I'm like, no. No. I'm not. <laughs> I'm just a nerd who plays a lot of video games, so that works out. Um, transfer of skills right there. But, no, we had a lot of fun. Um, it was great. We it, I, it was, It's one of those things where, you know, it's, it's fun to kind of watch your kid grow and accomplish and learn and kind of have these formative great experiences that he'll probably talk about for years mm-hmm. and be like, I was there for that. And, yeah, yeah. that was really cool. And, you know, he passed the swimming test. Which is a big deal. Which is a big deal. Like, he, he tried it, and, you know, there's a little pep talk beforehand about, like, the Cub Scout motto is do your best. He didn't have to finish the test to get his, like, merit badge. Mm-hmm. He but just he had, had to attempt, attempt it. it. And 
you know, and so the guy's there, he's like, you know, the, the rule is you got to do your best. It's not that you have to finish it. It's not that you have to do it in a certain time. It's, you know, get in the water, do your best. And I feel like you're doing your best and I can tell you're doing your best. Then you'll be fine. You attempted and you're fine and we can check it off the list and you can move on and you can get this like Aquanet badge. And so he got in the water and he started doing it and started doing it and kept doing it. And he ended up um, kind of like the last quarter of it. All of a sudden the, the guys he was with, they weren't watching, but all of a sudden they're, they're on the fence by the pool, like cheering him on. And he goes and he does the last quarter and then he's got to do a float and the guys just go nuts and they're screaming and high-fiving and he's beaming ear to ear and you can just tell he's having, you know, just this great moment of like... Right, he's super excited. You know, he's super proud of himself for accomplishing something and he did it. Like, a year ago, that could, could not swim and he, you know, he's he's seen what he can do and he's really excited about it. And it was really cool to kind of be on the sidelines for some of that and be a part of that and... I don't know. I could yeah, watch Poetic it was about good. it. Aww. But it was really good. It was really fun to be there. So um, so we were there Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. How Came was your... Friday. Specifically, how was your Monday through Friday? I mean, it was fine. So I only had one kid at a time um, because so you had one kid. It. Right. And then um, one at a time, each of our kids went to your mom's house because right. she likes to take... Every kid for like one on one time over Which the is summer. Really neat. Like, yeah, it's for a, her. it's a good system, and she's been doing it since they were really little. Mm-hmm. So now she's stuck, and even though she has like ten kids, and it takes up her whole summer, <laughs> like this is what she does. She has but, it for like um, three or four days each, and so like and you're like, oh, that's like le- like legit, yeah. Now she does like do. She is kind of smart about it that she kicks some of the non school kids into the school time. Right. So like the kids that aren't in kindergarten yet, like you you get your time in September, mm-hmm. or you get your t- school your time after all the other kids have gone back to school so she can kind of spread it out a little more but still she's got a no time. it's like her whole summer between that and like going to the doctor and, like, and visiting my grandmother and right. her mother right know. she's she's a busy lady but um she had our youngest at the beginning no our our middle yeah, middle at the beginning of the week and then our youngest at the end of the week so i only had one kid at a time so it wasn't bad like i had one-on-one time with with those two kids right. and it was really fun yeah. And so we like, I don't know, every kid is really, really easy when you get to spend like 100% of your attention on them. <laughs> when you look at a kid and you're like, what do you want to do? And they tell you and you do that thing. They're amazingly well behaved. Right. It's it's incredible. Yeah. When they're struggling um, for attention or anything. Right. Yeah. So it was fine. But well, like, uh, I you mean. You also went to work, which kind of sucks. Yeah. Like I went to work and so we only had the evening mm-hmm. and afternoon. And then uh, Friday was my company picnic mm-hmm. for, uh, so we got the day off and we all went to Kings Island. So I met uh, your mom and picked up our youngest right. and then went to Kings Island and we were at Kings Island for mm, like half a day, three quarters of a day. Which when you can't ride all the rides, that's about, you, you get through most of the stuff. Oh no, we rode. Um, Did our middle one make it uh, as 48 inches this time or is she no. six? She's, she's 46. It, we, we hit 48 like one time. We had a very generous read and like the perfect storm of like the perfect pair of shoes and... Like some fluffy hair or something. Right, I, I don't, don't know. know. Like she had a lump from where I, you know, she bumped her noggin on something. <laughs> Head injury. It's the only way we can get to 48. 
maybe. But we had one, and so she's she's got to ride a couple rides, but it hasn't. She's right on the line, though. She is right, right. She's on the bubble, but to, but this time she was forty six. Um. So yeah, we rode like all the rides in Kitty Land. All the rides, all the rides they wanted to. And then, eh, all right. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, we're going home. Had some lunch, grabbed some pizza, hit the door. Yeah, we grabbed pizza on our way out. So. Yeah, so that was Friday. Yeah, and then you were home. And then we the got kids. Home, I was home. The kids all had a lock in at um, their right. daycare. And this on is where Friday. our like, stories remerge. Right, right. So, like, you came home and we kind of put everybody down for a nap, mm-hmm. including us. I was like, family nap cool. time. Uh, and then the kids, uh, we woke up the kids and took them to a lock-in. Mm-hmm. Where I'm sure they did not sleep, but... I'm sure not, but not my problem. Um, and we went to Lily's Bistro downtown. Yeah, we had a little date night. It was very fun. It was really cool. Apparently, Also, it happens to be restaurant week, which like I know. happens every year on our anniversary. And every year I'm like, oh yeah! It's restaurant <laughs> week. Well, it's technically, I think, the last weekend of July. Mm-hmm. Like the last full week of July is restaurant week. And so our anniversary is the 31st, so most of the time it kind of sort of works out that if mm-hmm. we go out the weekend before our our anniversary, we're fine and we get a cool dinner. So we got some good deals. They're like all the restaurants. First off, Lily's Bistro, if you're listening, right? they're not a sponsor of ours, but like I would love to plug your restaurant because <laughs> you're fantastic. I've never had a bad thing at Lily's. No, I haven't. I've been are, very pleased with everything I've had there. Everything I've ever had there is, like, just amazing. And so they're great. And so they had their, their restaurant week menu, which is, like, a freeze fix kind of thing. Right. It's, like, you can choose from, there are three appetizers, there are three mains, there are three desserts. Like, just yeah, pick just from pick, here. Just pick from the menu, and it's great. And everything was fantastic. I had this piece of cod, and it came out, and it was, like, an inch and a half thick. It was very, very fat. Like, I'm not used to... And it was, like, crispy on the edges and soft in the middle. It was oh, delicious. So good. It was so flaky. You hit it with your fork, and it just turned into, like, cod flakes. And it was perfect. And I was on rice, and it was good. And I had this, like, uh, vegan chocolate mousse. It's vegan. Because I can't have means no dairy. So, right. like, the fact that it was with coconut milk, I was like, ooh. That sounds really good. And it was raspberries and coconut milk and like, oh. And so super, good. super dark chocolate. Super dark chocolate. It was so good. It was delicious. I had a bite and it was really, really good. I had like a peach bourbon cheesecake. For dessert. It was that great. was also good. I was like, I love me some bourbon. I love the taste of dairy, but the dairy don't love me. Also, you do not like peaches. Like peaches. You do not like peaches. I don't know why. It's just the thing. They always taste hairy to you. Yeah, but I think there's a texture, like, transfer. They always taste, like, fuzzy, weird, I don't know. I think it's also kind of the smell of them, because they're very pungent, mm-hmm. if you're doing it right. Right, they're a strong smell. And so, I don't know. It's just, I don't care for peaches. It's fine that you don't like peaches. You don't have to apologize. I live in Ohio. It's you not don't... like I'm in Georgia, where, like, peaches are apparently <laughs> a food, like, a major... A national dish. A national thing. But anyway, we... So, but we had a good meal on on, on Friday, Friday night. yeah. We woke up Saturday with no kids in the house. Oh, I was so ready. tired, though. Like, I slept like garbage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I slept like a brick because it was the first night back in our bed. And you're like, oh, my God, beds are the best. Beds. Air conditioning is the best. I love being indoors. There's no raccoons in here. Everything's so Everything's good. It's amazing. Oh, yeah, that's one thing about the camp we went to. They have a slight raccoon problem. Trash pandas. They have more ca- raccoons on camp than people. 
I mean, anytime you have that much trash. Oh yeah. Like and, you're gonna you're gonna get the trash pandas. And I'm not saying that Cub Scouts aren't great at throwing their trash away and not squirreling away like candy and trail mix and like in their pillowcases. <laughs> like peanut butter filled pretzels. Right. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you, Dad, that left that in his tent. That was actually a dad that left the peanut butter pretzels in his tent. It was tent. like a whole big thing, though. Like, yeah, like, you, if your if your mental image is like one of those tubs, mm-hmm, like the like a big Costco, wide mouth. Yeah, <laughs> like that. We they actually caught a raccoon attempting to abscond from like the tent. drag it across they're, the. They heard it because he was trying to get over a log and kept dropping it, and they're like, "What is that noise?" And they look over, <laughs> the thump, the thump, the thump, and they look over, and there's this raccoon trying. Anyway. But anyway, so Saturday I did not have raccoons at home, uh, and so I woke up, we got ready, um, got the kids, got them back, just kind of right. hung out and in the morning, day, did some groceries, some yeah. cleaning, some stuff. I made uh, I a, a whole bunch of, of chicken and rice. Yeah, for like pregnant ladies and or recently unpregnanted ladies, I guess. Yep. And and people who have had other things we distribute. Like Lisa's love language is pretty pretty much just like casserole. Also, I'm very lazy. And if I'm like, if I'm making whatever, I'm going to make four of them. Like, mm-hmm. like, doesn't like matter what it is. Like mac and cheese, lasagna, chicken, chicken and soup was today. Chicken and soup. But it wasn't really chicken soup. It was like it's a chicken, chicken and rice, rice stew, stew. Almost. It's, it's really very thick. thick. It's really hearty, but it's really good. And you pack it in like these little individual serving containers. Right. Which, which I got at like Gordon Food Service for this for this very purpose. So, like, yeah, it's one of those things where you start looking at, like, you know, Lisa's love languages. And she is definitely the person that brings people food. And it's awesome. I like bringing people food. It's great. Also, I'm very lazy. And I'm like, well, if I'm going to make one, I'm going to make four. And so she just signs up. She calls around to, like, our usual suspects of people that could maybe use a little meal. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, you guys want soup? And they're like, sure. And so she just drops off soup. And it's great. So it's, it's it's a thing. It's a service she provides, and I encourage and I right, help. So and I chopped up the chicken. All I did all day was yeah. make that. Whereas I kind of kept the house down, and um, I caught up on my emails because I've been offline for and six you're like days. like three hundred emails. And then I, uh, you know, it's like, oh hey, I got a bill from our gas company. Well, that's fine. It doesn't require my immediate attention, so I'll back burner that. But then I got home on Saturday. I'm like, and you're oh, like, okay, oh I should probably look into all that you stuff. Know, I got a bill from, you know, my doctor and all. They're all it's mostly just bills, really. That mm-hmm. I, that's what my email gives me now. And uh, Mine is like, this book you requested is in from the library. This book you took out from the library is due. Was due. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, so we did that. I forced some naps, got some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, just general. Yeah. You know, catching up, stuff. like doing 17 loads of laundry. We did a part of our garden, which is just overgrown. Oh, with... which I truly, I was like, I didn't even know we were having a garden this year. <laughs> Look, we have some tomatoes, and that's like. So part of it is that I pay someone to mow our yard now, so I'm just yeah. never in the backyard, and I just completely lost track of our garden. Well, and we knew we were we were going to be gone a lot this summer, so looking at our lives, we were like, I don't know if yeah. we're going to be able to consistently be able to mow the lawn. So, so. We, we definitely paid for that. That's been worthwhile, because I've been gone almost as much as I've been here. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not here, like, the evenings have been rainy, 
Yeah, there's, we've had a lot of rain. We've which, had a lot of rain which is after not, 4 Which is not good for uh, being able to mow the lawn, yeah, like, but is really bad for the lawn needing to be mowed. Yeah, well, and we've done that thing where it's like the 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 whole place just bakes for the morning and afternoon, and at 4 o'clock, like, the rain clouds just collapse in on themselves, and it just pours. And then it's like, well, I can't mow. Mm-hmm. Like, it's pouring. The, there's thunder. It's there's literally lightning, raining right now. And I just haven't had free Saturdays or Sundays, and so... Or it's, evenings. It's evening. It's just been crazy. So paying someone to mow my yard, although less manly than I would, you know... I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Uh, you didn't marry me because I was super manly. At right. least I hope not, because if not, th- that was a huge letdown. Right, it's true. So, but I'm good with the BB gun. <laughs> you are. So you are. Gun. So you know, in case of the zombie apocalypse, I can mildly annoy them. <laughs> right. Not, not that we have any weapons in our house, but no, if we did. not even a BB gun. But I, I bet I could score a BB gun during the zombie apocalypse, because you know everybody else would be actually getting guns. <laughs> so. There's eight. As long as it's got like the compass and the stock and that thing that tells time, I'd be fine. Right, right. The thing that tells time. It's great. Isn't wouldn't so. that be called a clock? It's a sundial, actually. <laughs> oh, a sundial. If you um, that was an option set for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but at Christmas story, it's a thing that tells. A time. thing that tells time. They don't know what it. You can't remember what it's called. So but it does cute. tell time. That's why it's cute. Ah, oh, so then that kind of brought us this evening. Yeah. Now mm. we're here, and yeah. because our kids were kind of tired, but not tired enough that we could send them to bed at 6 o'clock. <laughs> it's also brilliant daylight at 6 o'clock here in Ohio in, in, in the July. summertime. So we were like, let's watch a movie. Let's just chill a little mm-hmm. bit. And so this was actually a movie that we picked instead yeah. of our children. Mostly due to the fact that it's runtime fit in the... In the allotted time. Time between showers and bedtime, so... Right, eighty-six so, minutes long. Eighty-six minutes long. Which, Today we watched Secret Life of Pets. Right. So, uh, Secret Life of Pets. It's a fun little movie. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's by Illumination Studios, the same guys that bring you Despicable, Despicable Me, Despicable Me, and like the Lorax and Sing. Oh, and Sing. Sing is one of theirs as well. Uh, it's the Minion people, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, you know, they're doing okay. They're, they're holding they're their own. They're fine. Yeah, they're no Pixar, but they know what they're doing. They are no Pixar. I agree with that. <laughs> and so, this is a movie about pets in what is ostensibly New York City. Yeah, okay, it's like Toy Story, but for pets. Yeah, it's what happens when you're not looking. That is a really good way of putting it. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's Toy Story, but for pets. Yeah, it's like the stories that pets have when you're not looking Mm -hmm. and so yeah that's really what the oh my gosh this movie is freaking that movie (laughs) you're blowing my mind right now this is why i keep you on the podcast these kind of insights (laughs) so it follows uh max he's a very neurotic like terrier breed yeah which i feel like all terriers are kind of neurotic yeah yeah tracks um and He's got an owner who mm-hmm. is um, Katie is Kate, her name. Katie, and she's played by Ellie Kemper. That's um, the girl that was. Oh, she's in many many things. She's in many many things. She was in the Office for a bit. She right? was in the Office. So that's what I know her from. For she a was in that bit. one show, The Unsinkable Kimmy Schmidt. Yes, she was Kimmy, right? Yeah, she's Kimmy Schmidt in that. Yeah. So, but anyway, she's in this for like not much, 
she's the owner. She's like the beginning of the end. She's then, like Andy in Toy Story, where she's like there is like, oh, this is... Yeah, but really not part of the story. Just she, like part yeah. of the MacGuffin, like of the plot yeah. moving along. But. So um, Max, who is voiced by... Louis C.K. The problematic Louis C.K. I know, there's a lot of problematic. So, so problematic. I mean, like, legit, very, very problematic. I mean... uh, He does not appear in The Secret Life of Pets 2. Does he? He he is recast. Did they? They recast uh, Max, the terrier. I did not know that. And Patton Oswalt does the voicing. You know what? That's fine, because I can buy... Patton Oswald is a neurotic terrier. Right. Also, Patton Oswald seems to be like a very decent human being. He does. God bless you, Patton. If you want to come on the podcast, you're welcome. Louis, uh, you'd be a get, but I don't know if I'm willing to compromise my morals. <laughs> so, anyway, so it's Louis C.K. And um, the kind of action of this is that he's this dog in New York City. He loves his owner. His owner loves him. It's a They're great, perfect. Everything's perfect. Everything is perfect, just like Andy and Bud, Aaron Woody. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Buzz shows up, who is, in this case, a giant. A very, very big dog. Fluffy brown dog. So, yeah, uh, I guess Katie just loves dogs. And she just hangs out at the pound. like What? No, she found... She found Max on the road in she a found, box. She found Max on the puppies. road on the box that said free puppies. But she got she went to the pound Duke from, from the pound. So I don't know if she was like planning on another dog or what. She was on she, Pen Finder or like somebody like. Somebody gave her a hot tip that there was a giant furry bear of a dog. Just a giant, giant dog. You, reminds me, you know who he reminds me of? Barkley. Yes. Barkley, yes. for those of you who are not millennials or older, mm-hmm. uh, Barkley was the big dog on Sesame Street. Right, you couldn't see his eyes. He was very, very fuzzy. He was fuzzy. just all fluff and energy. Mm-hmm. And this dog kind of reminds me of him, but he's also, like, neurotic in that he has severe separation anxiety. Yeah, I mean... And and he's kind of trying to flex on Max and take his spot. And... Okay, so she brings a home this giant, ginormous dog. Right. Um... And she was like, hey, he's your new brother. Everything will be fine. Like, I gotta go to work. The way she introduces these dogs to each other, I was like, oh, this is not gonna work at all. Which, I mean... I don't know anything about pets. I don't own a pet. I had a cat when I was young. Your dad had a cat. My dad had there. a cat, and I was around. <laughs> that is, is true. <laughs> this is the cat that, like, suddenly started being affectionate, and you were like, why is the cat being affectionate? Oh, pour more champagne. Right, right. Ooh, that's a nice, like, fizzy... Mm-hmm. You can hear it. Um, but your dad had the cat and, like, left for vacation... Or left on a business trip for, like, two weeks. And nobody fed the cat. And that was the first time it was affectionate to any of you. Right, but it was after, like, two weeks. Uh, to be fair, no, nobody nobody at me. Uh, she had dry food. Right. She was just a diva. And she had dry food out all the time that she right. could eat. She had dry food and she had water. She, like... And like the like re whatever circulating water or whatever. Yeah. So like, I shouldn't need to do anything. <laughs> she's fine. All her needs are met. Yeah. But she's a diva, and she, uh, my dad would feed her like wet food every day. <laughs> and so after like a week of not getting wet food, she started like coming up to us and like rubbing against our legs and being very lovey dovey. And we were like, Roxy, what are you doing? <laughs> but anyway. 
So, but yeah, she introduces these dogs just by basically bringing home a dog and being like, hey, you have a brother. Mm-hmm. And they don't take that. Uh, Max doesn't take it well. The And Duke, Duke doesn't Duke take it well. Like, nobody is good about this uh, relationship. And then she like, just goes to work the next day. Right. Like, she just goes to bed. First of all, she just goes to bed. She just leaves him in the living room and is like, night, bye. Like Sort it out, boys. Right. And then she just literally leaves them alone I feel this in is, the apartment the next day. I know you haven't seen The Dark Knight, but there's like... There's this scene where the Joker has taken, like, taken out this Bob boss. Mm-hmm. And he looks at the two henchmen that are there and are like, what do we do now that our boss is dead? And he, the Joker just takes a pool cue, breaks it over his knee and s- throws it on the floor and says, hey, boys, I'm hiring, but I only got one opening and leaves the room. And I feel, and, and like, the two guys look at each other like, okay, well, it's either you or me. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was the moment here. Like, that, Katie was like, all right, boys, I've got one opening for favorite pet. Like, right, I'm going like... to go to bed. You guys figure it out. And, yeah. So, yeah, they don't have a great time. There's some definite There's, yeah. dominance issues. Right. So, Max is an asshole. Right. He's neurotic, and he wants things how he wants them. And he's had a pretty stable life. I don't uh-huh. blame him. Also, he's an asshole. He is also a sociopath. Like, and Duke is kind of like, hey, you know, like, this seems fun. Like, hey, we'll be buddies. It's great. Right. Oh, I like your bed. Maybe we can, like, take turns sharing your bed. And he's like, no, you get a blanket. You're like a blanket kind of dog. Like, yeah. you don't, you don't get a bed. And he's also, like, I bet there's room for both of us in this bed. <laughs> like, there's not room. For there's not room. Because that yeah. the dog is, a, gi- is a giant, like, bear cub. Like, legit, Katie should have brought home, like, a, a, a couple of supplies for a larger dog. Right. That... She doesn't have a leash. She doesn't have a bowl. She doesn't have anything. No, she has a bowl. She has a bowl for for Duke? Yeah, remember, because Duke, uh, real soon after this, like, kind of awful dog flexes on Max by eating out of Max's bowl. Oh. So, like, they start, like, that kind of yeah, tit start... for tat thing starts real soon. Mm-hmm. And they start kind of escalating while Katie's at work. Right. And then uh, Duke accidentally breaks, I don't know, a vase or whatever. Right. And Max is like, oh, Katie's going to be real mad. Like, Wait. And he's like, wait, when she sees what you've done, Katie's going to be so mad. And then Max destroys the... The house. The house. And it was like, what? Katie knows that I would never do anything like this. <laughs> like, Years of trusted and loyal stuff. So right. So it's like, oh my gosh, you're a psycho. Yeah. Like, truly, he is... It's like that scene from Fight Club where Air, Air, Edward Norton beats himself up in the boss's office. Like, <laughs> like, like what the fuck form. is wrong with you? Yeah, exactly. And so... Um, and so, Duke's kind of freaking out. He's like, I can't go back there, man. I can't go back, man. Can't go back to the slammer. Can't go back to the pound. Mm-hmm. And Max is like, not off my nose. Like, right, it's not my problem. Yeah. So. So the dog walker comes. Yeah, who doesn't notice the mess? By the way, he just gets the dogs. But no, it's not his job. It's not his job. He gets paid less than minimum wage an hour. Like. Yeah, he's got to have has, like. 12 he has on a his bullshit job. He has seventeen dogs he has to take care of. Like. Yeah. So the dog walker comes, picks up the dogs, and a couple picks of their up the neighbor two dogs, dogs, and all the like a bunch of the neighbor dogs. Which, by the way, like. When Katie leaves and all the owners leave, like all the animals just have like apparent run of the apartment block and can get right, in and they and can out get yeah, they're like going through vents and they can like go through fire escapes to get to each other's uh, apartments. Like it's like a the whole, whole thing. Yeah. thing. But hey, whatever. Right. Uh, but the dog walker comes, picks up uh, the two dogs, 
the Hexaduke, and some of their friends, and they all go to the park. To the dog park. To yes. the dog park, where... Where Max is being an asshole to Duke. And then Duke decides to just, like... He's that big, like, kind of lovable oaf who just has enough one day. Who just snaps. Yeah. And just goes ape shit. So, yeah, Max is like, Duke, find me a stick. Like, I need you to find me a stick. And Duke is like, oh, there's so many great sticks out here. Like, come and let me know which one you want. I want to make sure I'm choosing the best stick for you, yep. man. Um, and so uh, Max is like, see, see, I got this under control. Like, I'm a big man. And he goes out uh, to where Duke is, and Duke, like, tackles him, like, past. Um, he grabs his leash. Grabs his the leash. The dog walker forgot to unleash him. Right. So Duke grabs his leash and, leash and just starts booking it through the alleys of New York City. Yeah, it, like, runs. Which I'm going to point out a couple of things. One, there's not alleys in New York City. There are no alleys in New York City. I feel like we already discussed this during some podcast. We have discussed this personally. I don't know if we've made the podcast, but uh, it may have been, oh, it, I think it was during Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse mm. we discussed this, but New York City actually doesn't have alleys. It's not how it's built. It's not like, how it's designed. In the movies and in like everybody's mental image, there are tons of alleys all over New York City. No, that's not true. New York City <laughs> doesn't do alleys. Chicago does alleys. Chicago does alleys. LA super does alleys. <laughs> which is why all the people who are planning like movie shoots for, you know, what's in stand in for New York City, well, right. let's film it in LA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have alleys. They have lots like, of alleys. It's just not how New York was built. Like, real estate is way too expensive to have alleys. So they just have uh, basically like every other street is crappy right. and that's your alley. But like, So they just have everything. Yeah, I guess everything runs out of the front of the house then? Yeah, pretty much. Like, it's just not... Well, they don't have... You don't have the big stores. Everything's like bodegas and shops. Like real small. Yeah, real small stuff. So everything just kind of comes in on pallets. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you're... you're or a hand truck. Or, yeah, like hand enough that... and stuff. And everything's on on ground level... You know, everything's... But anyway, so they are chasing and they end up in this alley, which mm-hmm. doesn't exist. Uh, it's the one alley that's actually in New York. There's there are like, like two. five. There's like five <laughs> alleys. But like only one of them ever ends up in any movies. So right. like that so one the, alley you the know. The one alley in every with movie. With like the dumpster and the fire escape and like it kind of turns into a blind corner. Yep. Yep. That alley, that that's, um, that's down towards Chinatown. Right. It's a landmark, and usually it's booked solid with people filming in it because that's mm-hmm. the alley. When I went to New York to visit you when you were working there, that did not make our list of things to see. Um, well, no. Because <laughs> if I was like, I want to show you all the New York sites, I wasn't like... Like, also, here's the only alley in New York. <laughs> in my defense, I did show you the place from uh, Law & Order, the courthouse with the stairs, the boom boom. Oh, yeah. And the hot dog cart. I showed yeah. you that. I ate at the hot dog cart. It was a good hot dog. It was fine. It was an... Perfectly adequate hot Also, dog. it was like 9 in the morning, and I was eating a hot dog at the hot dog cart, and your parents were like, what? She's <laughs> like, I have a bucket list. Don't at me. Oh, she didn't say don't at me. because I did, because it was then. like 2001. <laughs> 2003. But anyway. But, um, so they end up in this alley where they're like besotted by cats. Right, so there's this one cat. It's like a hairless cat. Yeah. So a one Super hairless cat with a British accent. I want to say it's Hugh Laurie, but I'm pretty sure it's not. <laughs> what was his name? I don't know what his name was. Oh, I don't remember. 
but uh so some hairless cat and the hairless cat is very like like an alley cat very has a lot of attitude yeah and is threatening them and it takes their collars like swipes their collars off mm-hmm. and yep then what happens uh, is that when they get captured by like yeah. sewer S- people? No, no, no. Animal control. Yeah, as soon as they literally the second after their collars are swiped. Yep. Animal control is right there, ready like, the cats to take them in. And the cats run away, and the dogs stand there like dumb, dumb dogs, even though they have legs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they don't know really what's happening. Like the cats are street smart cats, and they're like, we got. Right. And these are like here. domesticated pet pets. Right. And they're like, we don't understand anything. Mm-hmm. But um, so the animal control people are taking the dogs, and mm-hmm. this bunny. Is that when the bunny comes? Yeah, that's when the bunny and the pig and the gecko, iguana, lizard thing. Um, come and try to, it's like Free a train heist. Free the animals. Yeah, it is like a train heist. But there are animals. Or a prison break. Prison kinda. break. Yeah. Mobile prison break. <laughs> it's basically Con Air, but with fuzzballs. True. True. Like, 90% of this movie is like. It's knockoff of other movies. Yeah, it's like chase heist. <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah, it kind of is. So they're trying, what they're trying to do is they're trying to get to this like dog i don't know what breed it is Mm -hmm. other than it's got like this full face muzzle and a leather vest is it a doberman maybe doesn't it have his head in a cage yeah no not the one with the head in the cage he's just got like he's got like the hannibal lecter muzzle oh yeah no no that's not a yeah it's there's another dog it's like a pit bull it's like a pit bull but it has like no snout at all like it's it's very very, maybe it's like a pug it's like a pug but he's Again, and I want to reiterate this fact, wearing a leather vest, like, very... <laughs> this is a look. It's... If you found a stray dog wearing a leather vest, you're like, this dog belongs to someone. someone... Probably someone who was recently at a pride parade. Right. Like, <laughs> like a very specific taste. <laughs> like, you were, you, were, you were somewhere... I mean, this is a... Yeah, yeah, and you, I'm sure you'd be able to be like, who makes, who makes this dog leather vest? Like... Like yeah, I'm sure you'd be able to track this owner. Yeah, it's down. got it's got like metal studs, and it is. It's a look. It's a lot of look. It's a lot of look. It is very definitely a, a statement piece. Right, and animal control should be able to be like, this dog clearly belongs to someone. No one would put this expensive leather vest on just a stray dog. Custom bespoke leather vest. <laughs> like, right. I don't think you can buy those on Amazon. Right, it's just an Etsy purchase. Yeah, it's definitely an Etsy purchase. I'm trying not to Google Etsy leather, <laughs> like, dog... Bespoke dog vests. Leather harness things. Yeah. But anyway, later, we'll we'll drive down that ro- rabbit hole after the podcast. Maybe, I mean, probably maybe. not. <laughs> but anyway, so the dog, like, they spring the dog. We have a knocker. We have a knocker. Okay. So, uh, okay, so everything okay with the knocker? Sure. It's fine. Everything's fine drink of water yeah it was just like hey can you be quieter and i was like nope by the way um <laughs> by the way the cat is played by steve coogan i don't know who that is he played uh caesar octavius caesar in the night at the museum movies 
Um, he's highly British. Yeah, I mean, he just sounded really British. <laughs> he plays a lot of other voices. British and, like, irritated. He seems to be kind of the British voice that they go for whenever... Um, British, but, like, like sly. Well, it's the Illumination Studios British voice. He, ah, he does a lot he of must, stuff. He must he be... He was in All the Despicable Me's. He oh. was in Sing. He was in uh, the Minion movies. So, so they, must, they must have some dirt on him. He's their... Well, he's their British guy on call, apparently. Right, so. right. Anyway, so... So the rabbit springs the a dog. dog, and they're, they're going to leave. The rabbit's going to leave. The, there's a rabbit, a pig, and a gecko thing. Yeah. And, the, and aforementioned, um, like, leather daddy dog. Right. Um, they're going to leave. So they break, they break the leather daddy dog out, and they're going to leave. But then Max and Duke is like, hey, us too, us too. Like, get us out of here. And the cats had taken their collars, mm-hmm. which is an important detail because the these guys are like domestic, like free pets or free. Right, right. They are without owners. There's some sort of like anarchist cooperative. Uh, right, pet, they're former pets. Former pets that have been like abandoned by their owners, and they were like, "Fuck humanity." Yeah, flush pets. <laughs> That's what they call themselves. Flushed pets. Because the gecko like throws gang signs. It's like an FP. Mm-hmm. He's like. Like, I'm doing a gang sign right now, and it's... <laughs> and by gang sign, you mean American Sign Language. <laughs> no, that's not... F is this, and P is that. But, like, he's... F, yeah. Anyway. But he, um... He does... Like, he flashes, like, an FP gang mm-hmm. sign. But anyway, so they're the flesh pets, and so... Max and Duke convince them... They're right, like, yeah, we escaped. We we run away. We're not our. We're no mass. We're no slaves. We're no pets. We're we, we're, we're free. We, we, we killed our owners. And he's like, that might have been a little far. Um, he's like, but he's into it. Let's 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 fine. That's cool. And so he figured. So they. So, the rabbit's into that. Who's by the way, Hannibal Burris? No, no, rabbit's Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. That's right. Hannibal Burris is somebody else. Um, but yeah. He's Buddy. I remember his Buddy. Who's Buddy? Is that the long dog? Maybe. Maybe that's anyway. the long dog. No, it's it's the pug thing. Not the Buddy Daddy pug. No, the Maybe. pug is Mel. Mel. Anyway. <laughs> um, I don't feel like... It doesn't matter. It doesn't it, matter. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. But Sorry, anyway. Hannibal Burris. Your character in this doesn't matter. But Kevin Hart totally matters. So Kevin Hart takes them down into the sewers where they kind of made up with like increasing numbers of Of bizarre exotic pets that have been abandoned, abandoned and, and just live in the sewer now. Lots of cats, alligators, some dogs, some Snakes. snakes, lots of spiders, like a duck. Yeah. It's all, but they're all like tattooed and like, so there is a pig that is tattooed, right? Because the pig used to be part of a like tattoo parlor and the trainees would like tattoo the pig to like learn how to work the the right. tattoo stuff and then when they ran out of room on the pig they just like let him go. So the pig has like tattoos everywhere. Most notably he's got like a full body tat of like the cuts of pork. Yes. Which is <laughs> great. Freaking awesome. But anyway, so um they're going to like initiate uh, Max and Duke as part of this club when right. when the cat by voiced by Stephen Coogan, uh-huh. whose name is Ozone, Ozone okay. uh, shows up and is like, "What are you doing with those? We just took their colors. They're not 
They're pets. Right. They're, they're, they're domesticated. Like, what are you talking about? And he's like, what? You said we killed her. You killed her owners. It's like, well. Yeah. And I was like, get him. And so it's like a whole chase scene yep. where they're running away from all and the sewer pets. There was a snake that was like some sort of part of this. The initiation snake. S- yeah. yeah. That was going to bite him in the a butt. viper. Yeah. And uh, they end up like dropping part of the New York City sewer system on the snake. Right. So they tie the snake around in a knot. Yeah. It's classic cartoon snake knot thing um, on a, like, support beam. And then the snake pulls away from the support beam, and then the roof part falls onto the snake. Right. Killing it multiple times. Yeah. Over and over again. And one time it catches on fire, and I was like, I don't know where that fire is coming from. I don't know. But, like, it's... And so they manage to, like, escape with their lives because, like, everybody's mad at them. And they, and they jump, jump in the water. into the water. I was like, these people live in sewers. Don't you think they all know how to swim? I think they all know how to swim. Well, <laughs> like, they also might know, like, you do not get into New York City sewer. Like, that also is probably a valid I mean, they live technique. in the sewer. Yeah, but, like, don't get to the water. Like, right, maybe. Mm. I don't know. But they get in the water and they end up, like, flushed into the East River. I guess so. Between, well, they're, like, under the Brooklyn Bridge, so that's mm-hmm. where it is. Um, that's the East River. Um, and so they end up getting flushed out of there and end up in, like, Brooklyn. Because right. they're looking across the river at the Manhattan skyline and the Brooklyn Bridge is there. Does that mean Katie lives in Manhattan? I guess so. What does Katie do? I don't know. Something worth a million dollars. She has a Manhattan apartment, a two dogs, and a walker. Right. Like, that ain't cheap. Right, she has really big windows. She does have windows that can oversee the skyline. Um, yeah, she's doing something. Right. She's something, something. She's all Tech right. startup. Probably. <laughs> um, go, Katie. Yeah, uh, good job. Chase uh, that paper. Chase it, chase it, chase it. So then they've got to figure out how to get back. Meanwhile, on the island of Manhattan. Right, uh, Gidget. Gidget, who's this little fuffball that really likes Max. Right, she's a Pomeranian, and she is uh, Max's, like, neighbor. Like, across the street neighbor. Yes. Yeah, so like, she, can she see sees him, him so from like, his apartment. So, like, all the time that Max spends staring at the door waiting for his owner to get back, Gidget spends staring at her window at Max. Right. Not creepy at all, Gidget. No. Yeah, maybe. But she's on her own adventure to find Max because she noticed the walker comes back and Duke and Max are gone. Right. And the walker doesn't notice because, you know... Also, none of the other dogs notice either. There's like a half a moment she's, where they do notice. She's that yelling that a at well, happens. she yells at them, and she was like, "Hey, where's Max?" And he's like, "He's right here." And he's like, "No, he's literally not. He's literally not right there." <laughs> right? Where is he? And they're like, "I don't know. Maybe he's <gasps> squirrel." And like, they're totally gone. Right. And, and she was I, like, "Oh my god, I got it. I have to do everything myself." So she enlists the help of the cat. Right, played by Lake Bell. Lake Bell cat. A bird who is just chirps. A teeny tiny bird, yeah. And they go up and they go to the roof to try to figure out what they're going to do and they meet... Just Gidget goes up to the roof. That's right, Gidget initially is just up on the roof and she meets a hawk... Named Tiberius. Tiberius. Right, he's a hood. Yeah, he's voiced by Albert Brooks, who, like... Who's perfectly cast in this. Yeah, he's great on this. And he talks about, like, he's trying to... He's creepy. Super creepy and neurotic. And he wants to eat Gidget, obviously. 100% because he has some killer instincts. And she was like, listen. Listen, I will own you. Yeah, like, I'm not here for this. 
So she enlists him and then collects She's like, the you're going to help me. The bird. And, and the I'll pig. be your friend. And yeah. that, like, that's what, that's that's what, what we'll do. That's what you get out of this. Is you get my friendship and you don't eat me. And I swear to God, if you try to eat me, like, yeah. <laughs> I will lose my shit. <laughs> and she, like, legit does scare him. So he leaves them on an adventure to, like, try to track them down. And they... Right, so they gather more people. They gather the long... Like, they t- they get the long dog on board. Yeah. And the long dog is the one that's like, we have to go to Pops. Yeah. Pops is, like, this old... Uh, like, hound. Basset yeah. Hound, this old basset hound and his owner's out of town a lot. So his house is basically, like... Pet Party Central. Like a bar. It's, like, 100% like a bar. Yeah. So all these animals are in there having a party. Right. And Pops is uh, Dana Carvey. Right. And he's very old. Who has fallen very hard, apparently. Mm-hmm. Now he's in DreamWorks. Or not DreamWorks. Illumination. Okay. Works. So I don't understand how all the animals get to this apartment and how the they get back to their other apartments. Well, that's just like, that's kind of the magic of the movie is that that's never really addressed. Like, because Gidget lives in the other fucking building. Like. Yeah. It's not know. just like, oh, she goes across, like, the fire escape to the next... Down two floors. Yeah, like, neighbor. The window it's like... The window's open because they don't have air conditioning because they're in crappy... You know. Right. Like, it, no. I don't know. But, I don't know. So, but they're, they're all there. And, mm-hmm. like, there's this whole scene and the cat, like, gets really embarrassed and there's a... There's a chihuahua with a GoPro on his head for Right, reasons? a chihuahua with a GoPro. So there's, like, a whole YouTube channel of just, like, stuff the chihuahua captures. <laughs> like, legit, I am kind of here. Like, if I could strap a GoPro to a chihuahua's head, I would be, be interested. so blurry. Like, it's it so just, blurry. A lot of ankles. So much nausea. Like, you'd have to be careful that no one's wearing a skirt. Like, it would be just a thing. Yeah, yeah. But, like, okay, cool. And so they... Get Pops to tell them where they need to go to find right the so, underground. Oh, so the before this, Tiberius, yeah, Gidget was like, find Max. And so Max brings the cat up to the roof. Tiberius brings the cat T- up to the yes. roof. Oh, T- yeah. Tiberius brings the cat up to the roof. And Gidget is like, so tell me about Max. And he was like, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. And then she beats the shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like bad cop, bad cop. Like right, it was like don't look at him, look at me. <laughs> like she's just like smacking him over and over again. It is legit awesome. And it was like, where is Max? And he's like, he went to the sewer. He was like captured by whatever. And so uh, that's when she was like, we need to get to the sewer. Right, and so that's when they get pops to help them navigate things. And so they get down to the sewers and they find the bunny. Right. Who's like, yeah, you find that guy, you bring him to me, I'm going to kill him. Right. And he's got a plan that's like a scribbled crazy man board. Right, because uh, the bunny is really mad because Max killed the viper. Well, and also he kind of embarrassed him because he brought these domestics down that he thought were legit. That he thought they were legit, and they turned out to be like, yeah. Super posers, and so like the everybody's laughing at him because he fell for it. Right, so right. So it's like a to, combo. He's, of... got, he's got a flex on that. He's got. You can't let that stand. I mean, I feel like that's understandable. This aggression will not stand. And so they manage. So the the ragtag group of explorers managed to get out of there. Meanwhile, like Max and doesn't Gidget beat up a whole bunch of people? No, it's in later. that one. That's later. Okay, they just run away. They just run away. And Max and Duke are on. Uh, Pretty much in either, like, Brooklyn, maybe Queens. I don't know, depending on... Mm-hmm. It's right on that line there. 
bit. Anyway, um, I, I'm going to say Brooklyn. And they're trying to find... They decide they're going to find Max or Duke's old owner. No, first they smell sausages and oh! they get distracted. Oh my gosh, the whole sausage acid trip. I forgot about that. <laughs> so they're like, I don't know, doing something. And they're like, oh my God, do you smell sausages? And they just go to a sausage warehouse. Right. And they sneak in. They just run past security. Like you do. And they are, this sausage warehouse is fully automated. There ain't a single human anywhere. Which honestly, yeah. I mean, but because of that, they're just like riding through the um, conveyor, belts. conveyor belts, like eating all the sausages, which are apparently laced with LSD. <laughs> because like the sausages become alive and are dancing and, and singing, singing and parachuting. And and yeah. They're just, I mean, they're just having the time of their lives, which yeah. A, and I get also that. the sausage factory is called Wiener Town. Wiener, Wiener. No, it's like Wiener Village. I don't know. Wiener Village, if you're German? <laughs> I don't think that's how it goes. Isn't it? Um, it yeah, it's... If you're it's German, a, don't yeah. at me. Um, but, like, they get... Yeah, but, like, it's this really super weird, trippy... Can we talk about how there's, like, drug-induced fever dreams in so many children's programming? I mean, like, all of Willy Wonka. Yeah, Alice in Wonderland. Um, even... Even things like Dumbo. Yeah. Dumbo, that um, good dinosaur movie. Yeah. Yeah. There's like so many where it's like, we ate some crazy berries and had this like crazy acid trip. Like. Or like I drank out of the barrel and now I'm drunk. Right. seeing F-alumps and woozles. It's a lot. That, yeah. That is a my trope kids, that needs to explain. My kids are introduced to drug culture very early on. I mean, legit, they do have some parents that do a podcast about... I mean, I'm not hallucinating. True. But anyway, but we can't really throw that stone out there. Anyway, but they, yeah, it is a super weird thing. Yeah, it's in a lot of kids programming. But then there's like this moment of clarity where Duke's like, yeah, my old owner. So somebody's own owner, he's like, Max is like, wait, you had an old owner? Let's explore this thread because... Maybe we can get you back there. Maybe I can get rid of you. And you go back to your old owner. You're happy. Your owner's happy. I go back to my owner. She's ha uh, Okay, she's sad that she lost a dog that she owned for a day. But, like... She'll get over it. She'll get over it, and I'll be alone. Like, great. Everybody wins. Let's let's find this out. And so they take a trip to, like, somehow Duke's able to remember where his old owner lived. Right. And turns out he ain't there no more. Because he died. Because he died. That's why he so was in the So he path. happened. Yeah, but he didn't. It's not like the owner died and the next of kin put him in the pound. It was right. like he ran away. And when he ran away, his owner died. Like that same day. Yeah, I guess. It, it was a very like narrow coincidence. Yeah. Of whatever. Or maybe like, I don't know. Maybe his owner went into like a home or something. And I don't know. No, but like he ran away. Yeah. Like, he didn't run away. He was, like, chasing a butterfly, and by the time he stopped he to eat it. Like, <laughs> it was either a car or a butterfly. And when I got done eating it, it was a butterfly. Um, right, right. I was too far away from home. So he ran away from home, like, the same day his owner died. But at the same time, it's been a while because um, a new family has moved in. Right. They're there. They've established they have a cat. 
Right. Like, I don't know. Yeah, like how long does that take? A little bit of while. And how long do they keep animals in the pound? I feel like not that long. I don't know. Maybe they had a hookup. Like maybe. Maybe he was at like a sanctuary for old dogs. Or maybe like they knew Pops was gonna go, so they had a contract on the house to be like this family. Oh, from... maybe. Maybe that makes sense. Yeah, like this family like from just poachers. Mid- this, yeah, this family from Long Island wants to move into Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and they've got a contract in the house. They just got to rate up pops. Pops right. dies. They're like, where's the dog? I don't know. I guess you got. I guess the dog died. I don't care. And yeah. Right, right. His like n- good for nothing nephew. Yeah, something like that. That's a whole different story. And I'm sure Illumination is looking at a way to tell I'm it. I'm sure it could be explored. Um, but. Anyway, so they found out that's no good. So then they're like, and so now Max is kind of feeling bad. He's like, oh, you really don't have anybody. Mm-hmm. We need to get you home. Like, we need to get you back to Katie. We'll make this work. And um, and also he realizes that, like, since Duke has been in the pound once, he's been, like, tagged or whatever. Mm-hmm. And if he goes back. They'll just kill him. The, he's done. And so, like, Max is now like, oh, like, this is legit. Like, I'm playing for, you know, like. A blanket versus a, a dog bed. You're right. playing for your life. Like, I'm kind of being an asshole. Right, like, oh, I guess I'm being an asshole. But at no point does he say, like, sorry. I'm being sorry. an asshole. <laughs> true, true to the Louis C.K. like, sure. milieu. I'm sorry you were offended by my actions. Wait. No. That's no apology. No, that's sorry. not an apology. So, um, yeah, I'm sorry that my actions... <laughs> Anyway, he, so... Yeah, under under no circumstances, he's like, I've been wrong. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so he ends up... So they end up getting recaptured by animal control. Yeah, so the Duke and the cat at the, at the old owner's house have right. a spat. And, and the, then Duke starts barking at the new owners. Right, and the new owners call new animal house. control. Right. Who come and pick them up. And so they're in the back of a tr- of the animal control truck. Right. Meanwhile, um, Gidget is yes. closing in on their location with her team trying to figure out where they're, mm-hmm. they're at. And the Psycho Bunny is trying to find them to exact his revenge. Right. And it all... Culminates on, on the Brooklyn on Bridge. Bridge. So, point of order. There is no way in the world... The same cop or the same animal control folks are patrolling Manhattan and Brooklyn. Right, those are separate boroughs. Right, and no way you would bring a stray from Brooklyn to Manhattan. <laughs> you would do it the other way, sure, because like like the farther you get from Manhattan, the cheaper land gets. Right, so I'm sure the animal shelter. There's more animal shelters in like Brooklyn and Queens than there is in Manhattan. Yes, most certainly. Mm-hmm. And um, you can correct me if I'm wrong, anybody that's listening to this. But, like, right. I don't understand why the truck is, the animal control truck is now moving from, no, Duke, Duke's the only one that gets captured. Oh. Sorry. The animal control cu- truck with Does Duke Does Max on run it, away? I don't know. He just kind of He doesn't hides. have a collar, so. But he meets up with uh, Psycho Bunny. Right. At some point, Psycho Bunny and him decide that they have to team up. I don't remember why. I don't exactly remember why it's because the animal control truck has somebody uh, is that it? he needs it's 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 not bondage vest dog again is it it might be he gets captured a lot maybe it's his thing mm-hmm. that's that's a whole thing to be explored later <laughs> 
But anyway, um, but Max and Psycho Bunny steal a bus. Yeah, like a, an empty city bus. Yeah. Which actually does kind of track because I think there is a bus depot a bus out depot. there in, in Brooklyn, so that would work. Like, you would possibly be able to get one there. Wait, when's the part where Gidget beats up all the people on the Brooklyn Bridge? Okay. It's coming. Um, so, Max and Bunny are chasing um, down this, um, down the truck uh-huh. with the bus. And they're on the Brooklyn oh, Bridge. they captured the pig. That's right, the pig got captured. The pig got captured. That's what it was. The pig stole a fucking, like, taxi cab. <laughs> like... Oh, that's coming. But the amount of vehicles these animals have stolen and commandeered and in like, this movie is not practical. It's kind of bonkers. It's just like they're like it's like Grand Theft Auto, but with pets. Yeah, and also like it just feels like the writers would just get themselves into a corner and be like, well, "How are we getting out of this? The pets steal a um, bus." Yeah, I guess that works. That tracks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there but, is a part I don't remember where the, it is where there's like an. Abandoned baby pram. Oh yeah. And they dress up like literally a baby and an old like, a baby mom. and an old mom. It's like three animals in a trench coat. Like yeah, literally. <laughs> I don't even. Know I don't know why. One of them's a crocodile, I think. And yeah, it's, it's like a real. crocodile and a pig. In the dress. In the, the dress, and, and the, the bunny pram. is in the pram, and like I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why. It's a weird movie. Um, but anyway, so there's the pursuit on the Brooklyn Bridge, and it ends with, like, the bunny smashing into cars and then flipping the bus, mm-hmm. but also, like, disabling the, um, the animal control vehicle by sending Which it off the off edge. Which goes off the edge, but catches on, like, scaffolding? Yes. Yeah, How strong is that fucking scaffolding? Apparently pretty good and very plot convenient. <laughs> very plot convenient. So it's on this plot convenient, super strong cat scaffolding, and they and Max kind of pulls the bunny out of the wreckage of the bus. Mm-hmm. But at that exact moment, right, all of the sewer uh, animals come up and they see the bunny in the dog's mouth. And they're like, "Oh my gosh, he's got Max! And he's got the bunny!" Right, right. Let's get him. Right. Also, Gidget and her team come. Right. And so, while Max is being surrounded by everybody else, he's like, come on, Bunny, wake up. Tell him we're cool. Tell him it's okay. And the Bunny's unconscious. Gidget, like, jumps in and whoops ass. Like, opens a can of whoop ass on literally everyone. So, it reminded me of the scene from The Matrix, where Neo's fighting, like, the 1,000, like, Agent Smiths. Okay. Where, like, it's just, like, one long shot of her... Doing like punches and kicks and like really creative. again like snakes tying things together and smacking people's heads together and using it as like a bounce thing and like yeah. But it's a hundred percent that like long tracking shot of like it creative is, it fighting. It is the long tracking shot of like killing people with library books. Only in this one, the the CG is way better than the Matrix movies. Well, I mean, it's later. It's a lot later. Yeah, but it was <laughs> it was rough. Um, and so she opens a can. Meanwhile, Max is able to kind of sneak out to the truck. Right. To try to get Duke. Try to get Duke and possibly the pig. And possibly the pig. I don't know when they get the pig out. I don't know. I guess the pig kind of, like, so 
the Max gets in the truck and is able to unlock the pig first, I think. Maybe. Because he's closer and then he's going for Duke. But then something happens to the keys. Uh, well, no, the 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 truck falls off the scaffolding. The scaffolding finally collapses. Right. Because, uh, like, I think the pig jumps off or something. Mm-hmm. And so he's falling down and the keys are floating and, like, it's looking bad. Like, Duke's trying to get out of the cage. Max can't get him out of the cage because it's... Because the, the keys are floating away. Because the, the keys have, like, a buoy? Yeah. But interesting. That, interesting choice in New York City to have, like, boat keys. I, you know, I mean, there are yeah. a lot of rivers, but you're always anticipating, like, I'm going to drive off of this <laughs> off of okay. this bridge. But, like, the rabbit jumps down. He's like, I'm going to save him. Right, Jumps right. down, gets the keys, and brings them out. Right, in the last second. In like, the last un- second, unlocks it. Unlocks it, gets Duke out of there, gets Max up to the surface. Mm-hmm. And, like, really weirdly, that's kind of the... That's the end of their day, and they're like, let's go home. <laughs> like, let's go home, and they, like, kind of go through the sewers, and they pop back up into the house, and somehow are able to get back in the up door. in? Yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't understand their travel system. Like, all of these doormen are just, like, letting just swarms of animals in and out all day long. Also, I want to call attention to the fact that this animal has been in a sewer in the East River at least twice. In another sewer, like, through a sausage factory, <laughs> like, this dog would be noticeable from, like, half a block away just right. by scent alone. Right, you'd be like, whoo! What in the world? You have been in some stuff. And maybe the doorman recognizes Max and is like, how did you get out? That's right. weird. Like, right. I'll call your owner. But, like, Duke is brand new. Duke is like, brand Although new. he is distinct. Less than 24 hours. But, like, I can't imagine the same doorman was on shift. Like, the morning he came and the evening he left. Sorry, I yawned there. Now Lisa's yawning. I know. Yawning's very contagious. Mm, Weird. But, like, somehow they're able to get back up into their houses. And Katie comes in and is like, oh, yeah, you guys are here. You're doing great. You're best buddies. And the house is still kind of trash. Also, you smell like a literal sewer. Like, it would be noticeable. But, hey... You know, cool. But not to Katie. She must have no olfactory senses Maybe. and a heart of gold. Also, every other pet owner who's was doing this. Right. Meanwhile, this little girl picks up the rabbit and is like, Oh, look, your pets. I want you so bad. And like the rest of the crew like scurries down the manhole cover. But the rabbit's like, what are you doing to me? What are you doing? Well, let me go. Let me go. I'm going to yeah. kick you. I'm going to punch you. Go body shot, body shot. And like she just pets it on his head. He's like, wait a minute. And like zones out. And he's like gone. Truly. This mom was like a foot behind this daughter the whole time. She saw a bunny, an alligator, a tattooed pig, a tattooed pig, and a bunny, and a lizard, and a lizard come up from the sewer. Her daughter asked, "Can I have a bunny and a lizard and a pig?" Like, and grabs the bunny, and grabs the bunny, and at no, no, and at no No, point, no, 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 at no point is she like. Do not pick up a strange animal you don't know. From the sewer. From the sewer. From the New York City sewer system. Right. Right. No. Right. That that bunny is walking hepatitis. Ugh. Like, no. No. Like, also, don't pick up strange animals. Yeah. Like, filter one, filter two, filter three. Like, there are so many things wrong. Don't so many red flags. 
<sighs> Grown-ups in kids' movies are very permissive. They're like, sure, you can keep this dog. It's what your dead father would have wanted. <laughs> like... He died as a... Because he was a fireman, and, and so and it's, a a movie. it's a Dalmatian. It's a Christmas movie. <laughs> oh, anyway. Oh, but yeah, so, oh my gosh. And so, like, that's just kind of the scene. Yeah, and it wraps up with, like, all of the animals being back in their homes. So this apparent thing happened in, like, an eight-hour shift. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Maybe maybe ten with commutes. Yeah, sure, maybe. Ten, Off, ten with commutes. At a log lunch, maybe. What? I don't know. But, you know, it's a kid's movie with talking animals. You, you expect almost it's so much. It's fine. It's fine. Huh. So what do we learn from so, this movie? What do I wish this movie was? I don't I wish know. we had way more pops and, like, how he made his animal bar. I think you're basically getting into The Godfather, but The Godfather is played by a paraplegic Beagle. Right, like I that's the story I want. This is the Godfather <laughs> 2 of it. Like, how did you get your empire? Where did you come over? Right. Uh I mean, which I don't know that I saw the Godfather 2. I think I saw the Godfather and I was like, I don't care about any of these people. <laughs> it's a cinematic then, masterpiece that you saw. Uh it was kind of boring. Cinematic masterpiece. I mean, there was like two scenes I remember, and then I'm like, okay. One of them involves cannoli, doesn't it? Right, and a dead horse. And that's it. That's all I remember. Okay. Well, we have our snapshots. Right. That's all you need. Anyway, so, but yeah. So, Pops. So, like, that would be really interesting to me. I was, like, I wish Literally, that was fleshed out a little more. Like, I think Gidget had yeah. her adventure with the I others. I think literally everyone except for Max is so much more interesting. <laughs> Max uh, is fucking terrible. <laughs> yes, he's not. He's not a empathetic little terrible. No, I don't care. I don't care. About I want to know him. about the pig story. I want about the pig story. Yes. And the the crocodile. Right. I want to see York. like his That's so his cliche, but yet. But yeah, here he how'd is. How did you get there? Yeah. And the bunny obviously has some severe damage that we need to explore. Well, he was a magician's bunny. Oh yeah. Right. And then uh, Bunny Tricks went out of favor and his magician, like, just left magic behind and abandoned him. I guess so. To the sewers. That's right. But I want to know more. Right. Like, I like, wanna, like, how did he go from magician's bunny to, like, lead of the... Right. How do you, how do you find himself a whole gang. legion of uh, dejected pets? Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, he's got some little man syndrome going on, which again... Very much. Very much so. Good job, Caster Kevin Hart, for that. Is he little? I don't know. He's super tiny. I mean, I know he's, like, thin, but I I didn't have a gauge oh, for his height. He's, like, 5'1". Is he? That's he's very small. super small. Interesting. Like, it's a recurring gag. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just... So, anyway, but back to the question at hand. What do we learn? Um, uh, don't hire, like, dog walkers... That don't care? <laughs> that don't pay attention that your dogs are not there. Yeah, because I feel like that's where this whole thing went bad. Yeah, I feel like once once your references are like, oh yeah, he only lost my dog like three times. And you're like, uh, that's like he only has one job. <laughs> yeah, but he came back smelling like sewer. Like, it's it was fine. fine. <laughs> He's fine now. Now are my, my two dogs really like each other. Uh, introducing your dogs properly is really oh, important. Yeah, don't just like... You'll be fine. Don't, like, airdrop another dog into your apartment. Right. Right. Don't do that with dogs. Don't do that with children. Like, no. No. All, no. No. Like, know, your, know how things work. Um, 
Your pets are waiting for a chance to kill you if you mistreat them? I mean... Maybe? Especially cats? out of ten, yeah, maybe. Especially cats. I did appreciate that every time the cat, like, saw, like, a box that was too small for her, she had to, like, try to sit in it. <laughs> this is also funny, but, like, every time the cat walks away from the can camera, you blatantly see cat butthole. I mean, the cats are not shy. No, they're not. They're And they're rather proud of their buttholes, I think. Like, mm -hmm. the tail is, like, straight up in the air, and you're like... They did not just, like, gloss that over. Like, mm -hmm. there yep. it is. So, apparently, whoever did the cat has a cat. Like, I must say that. Yes. Um, but let me see. What other things did we learn from this movie? I don't even know. Um, Tim Gunn is in this movie. Oh, yeah. As the pet owner of... There's a poodle. Who loves heavy metal. Who, yeah, I don't remember what the poodle's name is. It's like Leonard. Yeah. Or something. And he was like, be a good boy, Leonard. And then you see him walk away. And then Leonard like turns on. Like classic music is playing over the stereo. Right. And then Leonard turns on like crazy, like heavy metal. Like screamo. Yeah. Also, um, No Sleep Till Brooklyn is still a great song. The soundtrack to this has both No Sleep Till Brooklyn and Lovely Day. Like, I don't know that those are in a playlist together anywhere else. Fair. It's like, that's... Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, Pharrell's Happy makes a very brief cameo. Oh, does it? Yeah. Very brief. I wasn't paying good attention. It's, oh, it's when they get in the cab. Oh, when they go from Brooklyn Bridge, where there's been the big accident, they hijack a cab mm -hmm. to get back to Midtown to deliver the pets. That's how they get back. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and, they steal a cab. Yeah, and so Happy is playing on the radio at, like, some, where, one of those... Mm -hmm. things so but it's just like clap along if you want and then it like moves on i don't i don't remember but There's, i trust you you know despicable me two thing which by the way i totally have to apologize i said that wasn't despicable me one it was in despicable me two right you were right thank you you were right i was wrong uh we'll add that to the inevitable like adam eats crow episode <laughs> of well, I'm not always right either, but... No. no, no, but I'm definitely not, especially Drunk Adam. Adam <laughs> drunk Adam's history is... It's, you know, fluid. Yeah, it's it's not great. Um, but anyway. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, animals can both drive and, like, steal cars. And, yeah. That's... It just takes two of them, because, like, one of them is always hitting the pedals, and the other one is steering. Unless it's the pig, who apparently can drive by himself. I don't know. Right. No, the pig had like the lizard at the oh, bottom. The lizard driving the pedals. Okay. Yeah, I think so. That's all good. Um, yeah, I don't know. This movie was not really high on the morals. Mm -hmm. um, friendship is just a sausage acid trip away. Right, right. Do drugs with people you don't know, and then you'll be friends. I feel that's not wrong. I mean, I don't have a lot of experience in that field, but yeah, like... I have zero experience, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know, I don't know what this was supposed to be teaching us. Nah, it was um, Illumination can throw out any movie and make money. Maybe did uh, they like, make money in this movie? They did. Okay. It was profitable enough that they're doing a two. I think they're doing might maybe doing a three. I yeah. think two's already done. Is it? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I think so. Alexa, when did Secret Life of Pets 2 come out? The film The Secret Life of Pets 2 was released on June 7th, 2019. So I guess we're we're past two and we're looking for three. Mm -hmm. It was June 7th. So thank you, robot lady. Mm -hmm. That I forgot to turn it. off. <laughs> I guess it turned off good. So. 
Anyway, that's all I know. Yeah, same. Did you learn anything in this movie? No. Okay, same. I did not learn anything I at all. I tried hard not to. I try hard not to learn anything from movies. I feel like we do a pretty good job of not learning. <laughs> so, yeah. all that to say, please parent responsibly.